Hello? Hello. It didn't ring. It just put a little banner that said you were calling. That was something. Yeah. It's all something. Um, There's something I've been really meaning to discuss, Dan, and, and I didn't want to bring it up, but I'm afraid... At some point, we're going to have to switch to Zoom because I can't take this crap anymore. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. <laughs> uh, oh, is, is Zoom going to be the savior for this podcast? No, it's not. It's just, I'm, I'm just angry at this thing for being crappy. Mm. <sighs> um, but, but then one of us is going to have to pay for Zoom because I think they still have a 45-minute oh, yeah. limit. I don't know. We'll just FaceTime audio or something. I, I have no idea, yeah. Dan. Yeah, let's <laughs> I just, do that. I, I will do a Slack huddle. I don't... I don't it doesn't matter to me anymore. I just, I don't want to open up an application and it, it's it's like, oh, the thing you use to record is missing. And then I install it and then I restart the application. And then it's like, oh, oh, oh you, you clicked the answer call button and then it just declined the call and it doesn't tell you why. <laughs> then you go to make a call and it says, oh yeah, you don't have microphone permissions granted to Skype. And it's like, I, I'm sorry. Uh, how do I not have that after s- seven years of calling Dan with Skype. <sighs> mm-hmm. mm, yes. I just also had a uh, uh, a person, a vendor, someone, I don't mm-hmm. know. The, I don't know what to call this person. Somebody I was emailing with, they're like, can I get your WhatsApp or Skype? I'm like, first of all. Uh, <laughs> what is this, I, I Europe? Might, <laughs> yeah, I might have a WhatsApp from when I was in Europe very briefly, but uh, no, you can have my Skype. And I opened it to call you here in a second. And it was, uh, it was there was a message at 7.22 p.m. Like, hi. I'm like, no. No, not doing that. No, I just realized now that I'm talking out loud. Uh, it's lot. It's 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 very echoey in my office in here. Mm, Does you, it sound more echoey to you? It, I don't perceive it because of the Skype compression. But I'm sure if we mm. were on uh, a competing audio service at the moment, I, then then I might be able to pick up on it. But uh, if you were editing the, uh, the the source flack files, I I look forward to doing that very much because I I don't doubt you if you're saying you're hearing an echo. Uh, no, 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 yeah. it's not. It's not. It's not a technical echo. It's the uh, there's nothing in my office anymore. Echo. No, but uh, but that also winds up being an actual echo. Mm. Echo. Maybe a less noticeable echo. I just I'll just sound like I have mm. bad quality audio. It's a good microphone though. Yeah. Well, it's the same microphone. Same microphone. Same good microphone. <laughs> same good microphone. New empty office. Uh, well, do you want to tell yeah. people why your office is empty? Because I'm afraid I only kind of marginally know that you are remodeling some stuff. So I don't know what the current status of your situation is in regards to your office. You're correct. We are, we are marginally uh, renovating portions of the house. And we've been doing that in very slow pieces because, you know, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they remember when you were going to be done with it before the baby came that's <laughs> <laughs> very funny wasn't it and then and then they were just going to be done with uh our bedroom uh in time for the baby and that barely that almost didn't happen um but uh we finally got around to um just taking the the carpet uh redoing the carpet and the baseboards in my office here which is all that's happening to the a couple of the bedrooms um but uh i had to take everything out of here because i have these i don't know like nine feet tall billy bookcases full of hundreds and hundreds of books and trinkets and crap. And uh, I had to, basically the, the the front rooms of our home uh, were moved to the garage uh, four months ago. And those have then been staging areas for the various rooms to, to move their stuff out there. So uh, the majority of my office is in the front room of the house. And it's kind of nice. Like I, I enjoy this empty office here because it's like we just moved in and there's no clutter or anything. It's just I have two very empty bookcases, which I can't put stuff on until I empty out Amanda's office because... 
I have to run the uh, the new Cat Six cable behind the bookshelves in, in mine, and uh, also in hers. So, mm. your anyway, yeah, it's a uh, Billy bookcase Ethernet, yeah, cables, yeah, yeah. Originally, that's just because where the 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 internet guy ran them, and now I don't have a better place to put them, so that's where it's going to go. But uh, isn't it frustrating then, how they just kind of like arbitrarily decide what's the least amount of work for them to install? the uh point from which all internet inside of your house needs to flow yeah it's right next to the the fuse box on the outside on the front of our house uh and then i was like oh my office is the next one over and he's like i can drill a hole between the two walls and run it over there it's like okay so he just ran it around the the floor of one office drilled a hole in the wall and then ran it around uh on the floor of the other office and then it's been plugged into the router in here ever since but uh I'm going to have options now, about 75 feet of cable, so I can, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to put it in the exact same place and just have 20 extra feet of cable dangling off the back of a desk. <sighs> yeah, that, that's always aesthetically pleasing is when you have the extra cable. Uh, although, you know, <laughs> it, it is one of those situations where I frequently find myself buying too much cable uh, as well, because it, it's like, well, I, I never know when I'm going to move three feet further than I am right now. So exactly. You don't, you don't want to be caught with too little cable. And I feel like I was already stretching the limits of my 50 foot cable. And, uh, <laughs> there's nothing aesthetically pleasing about my office setup. No, currently. I have three different desks of different vendors and manufacturers and size and widths and stuff, holding computers and hard drives and printers and just, you know, stuff, uh, scattered about. So it's, it's about as organized as it's going to be, but it's not, uh, it it doesn't look like uh, the Twitter offices or anything over here. Uh, well, this might sound like a silly question now, but mm-hmm. what what exactly did they remodel inside of there? If it's all the same s- stuff, uh, there, there's there's new carpet and then there's new baseboards above the carpet. Oh, I see. That's all. That's just it's a very uh, minimal remodel for requiring you to remove everything from a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flooring will do that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, at least you got to leave your gallery wall up. The gallery wall did stay up. Yes, um, <laughs> your sound dampening gallery wall. <laughs> it was easier to clean when there wasn't a bunch of stuff there. So I cleaned. Uh, I cleaned all the various paintings. You know, I got ladders and stuff. I could get way up there to get the the, the paintings and the rafters. Uh, do you have a? You should get one of those. Uh, the, the the like library um, ladders, the ones that they, la- they roll on wheels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to go across my. The three and a half feet wide bookcase, and then just have another ladder on the other bookcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just although I could use it um, above the closet. There's like a little ledge because I don't know. I guess everyone in the '90s wanted a ledge above their closet closets where they could put like plastic plants or like a um, I don't know, like a like a big bucket or vase on its side with like a uh, afghan flowing out of it or something. But um, there's a bunch of stuff up there that I could put a bookcase or uh, a ladder on wheels up there and roll back and forth and. You know, that's where I keep a lot of hats. I have a lot of hats. We've talked about this before. I have a lot of hats. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of strange because you say that the hats don't really fit you. It's true. These these are hats mostly from, I'm looking at them now, mostly from the earlier stages of my life or that I've acquired. Yeah, from when you had a smaller uh, head. It's true. I did have a smaller head <laughs> when I was younger. Uh, clearly. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think part of it is that the uh, the Arizona sun um, fades and shrinks the hats to a certain degree i mean the combination of my sweat and the the blazing hot sun i think makes them a little smaller over time Mm. because my head can't possibly be like perpetually growing in size right like that's not that would be very frightening right well my head's not continually growing because i don't have nightmares (laughs) well i don't want it to go to your head 
Uh, but Uh-oh, or is it already? Is yeah. the question. Oh, people complimented you too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> Been too nice to you, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps that my head is this size because that is why it, it's because I've uh, filled it with every inane piece of trivia uh, I've ever come across over the past almost forty years, and just just tucked it away in the back of my skull, and now I have two hats that fit me basically. Mm. Well. At least you have the the other hats, just in case you you know drop a couple. Um, you can always pull because those. Because I'm going to diet, my head yeah. gets smaller. Yeah, I mean you got to have your skinny pants and your fat <laughs> yeah. pants, but uh, for hats, uh, it, it also you know um, I don't get haircuts regularly enough. So when my hair gets long, my hat my hat options change as well. Mm-hmm. You're not a hat guy, are you? you don't really. Oh, I mean, you're wearing a hat in your avatar right now. I'm looking at you, your little your little face in a circle. Yeah. Wearing a hat. Well, that was a hat that Todd gave me. Um, so I, I, I took that, um, with that. Well, I don't wear that hat very often though. Cause it's actually, like you said, it's kind of a collector's item because how many, it's too precious to wear the hat. Yeah. How many, uh, like rogue one hats that are official ILM swag do you get? Uh, so I, I don't really have like a replacement plan for that. Uh, so I, I Mm. just have a, uh, there's a Marine layer hat that I wear, um, for when I'm going outdoors, because I don't know if you know this, Dan, but there is an enormous hole in the ozone layer, uh, that just sort of like roasts you in the middle of the day. And I've decided we fix the ozone hole. Um, sure. Uh, I don't know. The UV index <laughs> is like 11 at noon. So I, it's still I, very high. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it, it is for my, it's, uh, in my own interest to cover up as much of my head as possible when I am outdoors. Um, because there is a history of uh, skin cancer in my family. So uh, it is not the kind of thing where I just like to, you know, uh, raw dog the sun. Um, (laughs) But I just uh, have that sort of utilitarian, very bland hat. It doesn't have anything on it. It's just, it doesn't even say marine layer. It's just gray. Um, Do you you have or have you ever had one of those sort of like um, Hawaiian sombrero paddleboard hats? Uh, I don't know what that means. It's like a, it's like a straw-ish hat, but it's like a cowboy hat, but it's like downturned on the edges. Are you talking about a Panama hat? Mm, I don't think I'm talking about a Panama hat. Okay. Panama hat. It's a, no, not that at all. No, it's, um, it's, it's the kind of thing you would see like a surfer Paul Rudd wearing in a movie. Um, Um, oh, where like the, the like weave of it ends in like a frayed Thing. it doesn't have to be frayed but it's like it's definitely like you know eight inches out on all sides of your head and it's kind mm-hmm. of like straw and uh it, it kind of curves down a little bit to protect you from the skin uh, yeah. from the sun a lot yeah from the skin uh no <laughs> i have a, a i don't have anything nearly as cool as that i have a a outdoors um it's like sun i don't know the official term for this but it is it, it, just a wide brim hat that's made out of like i don't know nylon crap uh, that's like a beige and then it has the the center part where the uh i don't know the terms of this but like the dome where your head goes um that it has a like a mesh material that runs the whole way around the perimeter um mm. it, it's i think it's a rei brand knockoff of a columbia hat oh i see the photo that you sent yes i understand what you were saying but uh, i don't yeah. have one of those okay there's also yeah. the uh sort of like um tactical water beading type version of those that like you could wear in the Australian outback and it's got like a button on one side you can snap it up on the side yeah there's a bush something hat i don't know the name of that but uh mm. 
I, I thought those were cool when I was a kid and I watched the rescuers down under. Um, but <laughs> I don't, I don't have one of those. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of cool hats in movies these days, is there? No, no hats have gone out of style. Um, have they really? I mean, uh, for a minute there, people were trying to bring back the fedora didn't work out very well, though. No, no, it really did not. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I, there was a an unfortunate um, the trucker hat thing with a uh, what's it called? Um, Van Dyke, whatever. The, those ones von dutch i believe von what dutch whatever uh yeah. <laughs> those those ones um they're all you know the fads that come and go my my new my new hat that i enjoy very much is on the trucker-ish style but it is not actually it, it's more like a like the not cool or hip looking trucker hat it's like one that an actual <laughs> trucker might wear i was gonna say uh not cool or hip trucker hat i was like oh wow <laughs> he's just uh yeah, no it's uh it's not really shaped, narrowed it down <laughs> it's not shaped like it's meant to be a fashion item it's like it's very large in the front anyway it's a it's a uh a draplin hat um draplin uh you know james draplin the the field notes guy no the designer guy he's he's got a lot of cool merch i like his merch but he's uh. always had these uh these silly hats. He calls them action caps or whatever because he's got mm-hmm. weird names for everything. And I always wanted to try one, but um, I always just assumed that it's a snapback and there's no way it's going to fit my head because a snapback has never fit my head. But it always says like fitted for, for big heads and stuff. Uh, so I got one and it, it fits amazingly. It's so good. I almost bought like four of them immediately because I'm like, oh my God, a hat that fits my head. But uh, I figure I can I can deal with just the, the one hat for now. Yeah. I don't need a new hat for every outfit because also all of my outfits are the same. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to be careful. About what? About having uh, too many hats. Oh, I, I well, I, we've established I have too many hats. I have a hat problem. Yeah, but like, it becomes a storage problem. Where do you store your hats? It is, it is a storage problem. I store them on a ledge above my closet in my office, and then I never go up there. <laughs> they just collect dust and, and look at me. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine piles, so I can see nine of the hats. And each pile probably has five hats in it. The hat on a hat, on a hat, yeah. on a hat. There are, there are several hats on the hat. And then there's a hat rack around the corner uh, that probably has another ten hats on it. Wow. it's a lot of hats. I got a lot of hats. I like the Johnny Dangerously guy. Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about hats? Somebody gives a shit about hats. I mean, people wear hats. Yeah. Not not everyone, but you know, people. Sometimes people 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 with hair like mine. Mm. <laughs> with hair like this, who needs friends? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, well, I sent see, you an. A, that's a good hat right there. That's I sent you uh, the embarrassing hat photos that I have. Um, <laughs> see, this feels like slightly undersized for you, though. I think you need to like step up one size on this guy. Yeah, and then here's at here's one the where this one. This this is one where I'm at the Tulum ruins, and <laughs> doesn't that just look festive? Um, podcast <laughs> hat, sunglasses, and hat. Uh huh. Yeah, podcast shirt. Uh, sure. Yeah. What did I say? Yeah, yeah this is hat. another one of those episodes where you can't you can't judge the words coming out of my mouth because uh, of the sleep deprivation. Um, yeah. Now, is are there you anything... wearing a podcast shirt in the first photo too? Uh, probably. I don't know. I I feel like all of my t-shirts are podcasts t-shirts mainly except for a couple of uh mm. oh no that one's not a podcast one i don't know which one that one is i resisted the urge to buy a podcast t-shirt very recently because it was a very funny t-shirt but i was like you know what i got enough podcast t-shirts right now i can't do it mm-hmm. did you order one 
Mm, no, I, I was, uh, you know, that thing that everyone always jokes about where it's like, don't wait to order, order now. Cause by the time you think you should order, it'll be too late. So just do it as soon as you can. I uh, I went, went to the store, uh, for a podcast and, uh, went to go look at what the shirts were for the first time. And, uh, the, the thing had closed, uh, 10 <laughs> days prior. So 10, 10 days prior. Yeah. I, I had, um, was this today or is this a different podcast? It was, it was yesterday. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I don't know what you're talking about specifically, but uh, it was a different. It could, have been, it could have been that one. It could have been 10 days ago. Time is an illusion to me, so I don't yeah. know how many days ago it was. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, but I did, it's not like I needed the shirt. It's not, you know, I didn't run out of shirts. I just no. sometimes like having shirts that are, the that, that are new. The shirt called and said, uh, you're good. <laughs> sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, uh, in terms of fashion, being a fashion plate, um, uh, I have to say shorts are probably most sorely needed. We need a podcast shorts. Um, I, I can only imagine mm. the kind of travesties that would exist if we sold podcast shorts, shorts. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of bands and stuff that I always see, you know, they got, they got all their fun t-shirts and they're always like one or two pairs of pants that they're trying to sell or shorts on, on their, on their merch site. And it's always a pair of like very like low grade high school basketball shorts with a bunch of like screen printed logos and then a pair of sweatpants with some very large text on it. It's like, mm. th- these are your options apparently when you're selling uh merch for the lower half of your torso. Yeah. Well, I, w- I was hoping that you were going to say it was going to be like uh you know, like juicy couture. Um, gives you some, sure. Some I mean, rhinestone embellished butts. Um, you don't see a lot of rhinestones anymore these days, but it's certainly mm-hmm. that same sort of, uh, what were the Victoria's secret ones? It just says pink on them or something. It's like, oh, that's yeah. helpful. I don't. I don't know how that became a, a brand or a, a a line for them or something. It's like, whatever. I don't know. I don't, people are sheep, fashion. Dan. Not like us. Not like us buying our podcast shirts. Yeah, uh. people are sheep. They <laughs> they do stuff because people tell them to. They don't. They're not hip like me. And mm-hmm. I wear, uh, the same, brand and uh shape of white t shirt every day of my life. Oh well, your first problem is you're wearing a white t shirt. Well, the white ones are for going outside. I wear uh, I wear my podcast. <laughs> the white ones are your fancy ones for the out of the house no, the shirts. White... <laughs> no, they're for like people can see me shirts. The the clothes I wear in my home are the podcast. Mm. You know, I I don't know why we're all so obsessed with tribal and t shirts for so many years. I put them on now and I was like, this is the least flattering t shirt we I possibly could have bought. Uh, so it's a it's a comfortable shirt that I I don't wear out of my home. And then when I leave my home, I either wear a white or a black T-shirt, basically. Oh, uh, you mean like a thicker material is what you're what you're yeah, after? A little bit more, yeah. a little more cottony. That uh, it, it doesn't look like I, you know, jumped into a pool with my clothes on and then got out. And it's just like <laughs> sticking to me. It's like, hey, <laughs> I'm very comfortable. Look at me now. Uh, yeah, uh, I've made that mistake a couple times with T-shirts that I bought online because you can't really tell with the texture is not the tri blends i for the most part i like the tri blends um but the nice slim fit tri blend and you leave your home and you're like this i wear i feel like i'm wearing pajamas right now i'm very uh, comfortable but everyone else is probably uncomfortable well i actually buy them a size larger than i th- probably need to i think because they think just find the that i they think they just like also just fits sort of weird on certain body types um yeah. mine being I, I guess one of them um where it's like it's right in the shoulders, but then like it, elsewhere it feels clingy. That Too I, clingy. I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't appreciate that. Um, I think you're correct because I do have one, um, like uh, I can't remember what brand it is, uh, Tri Blend that uh, 
um, a, a vendor sent me. They're like, well, we want to give you our shirt. I'm like, I don't need any more shirts. But they sent me one anyway, and I asked for one size up, and it's actually very comfortable. And I would potentially leave the house in that one, being a tri-blend, because mm-hmm. it's, it's slightly less embarrassing. Yeah. But uh, it's still very comfortable. Well, my mistake was there was a a company that I like their cotton shirts, and then mm. they had a uh, non-cotton material. Um, it was hemp, st- sustainable hemp. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. No. <laughs> You bought a sustainable hemp t-shirt? Yeah, I'm saving the planet by buying buying shirts online that get mailed to me. (laughs) Does it feel like you're wearing a shirt made out of that hat that you sent me the photo of? Uh, No, it, 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 I don't know how to describe the texture of it. It it is, it is not like plastic, but it is not unlike that sort of synthetic feeling that you, you might get from a nylon-y kind of thing, even Mm. though it is a natural fiber material, Uh, it is very strange and it has a very tight weave uh to it so it's like as has like a sheen to it which doesn't help i think if you have certain problem areas let's say (laughs) uh my my whole my whole body and my figure is is a problem area just don't look at me that's you know i like to blend into the background yeah i mean this is a of course a body positivity podcast but the two of us have agreed that we don't need to be wearing tight shirts uh yeah. it, when do we when do we shift into just like urban camouflage and just start <laughs> blending in with things um yeah well that's what we should do is is we should just uh, uh buy something that is extremely non-eye-catching um just like yeah. a very bland heather gray champion brand shirt or uh what's that other one with the r i, I can't remember russell athletic yeah, yeah. russell athletic See, the 90s are coming back so that mm-hmm. that like boxy large cut of shirt is definitely a thing again and uh it, it makes you feel a little nostalgic when you throw one of those on but yeah we can get we can get those well the the trendy trendy thing is not just boxy and large and thick material but like extremely boxy and extremely large and extremely thick material um and i found that out by going to the local uh what you or I might have referred to in the past as hipster clothing stores, but I don't even know what they are now. Like what's the, what's the post hipster thing that you would call these stores, but they're they're The very on trend thing is like these, uh, extremely large, like the, the, uh, where the, wherever the hem, the stitching is for the shoulder, it mm-hmm. is like halfway down your bicep. Um, yeah, it's like down, almost down to the elbow. That's the yeah. part. Like, I'm I'm okay with a like a boxy boxy body cover section, but the uh, the the sleeves coming down to to your arms. Like, it, are are we about to get back into uh, jorts that go down to your shins? Because like that's a tr- that's a thing that we don't need to bring back. We really don't. No, no. Uh, and I don't think it looks especially flattering on people to wear these things no offense if your favorite thing in the world is no to- I, I, offense i think uh <laughs> i think you know i saw somebody make a joke about it the other day but i think we need to bring back just some gentle 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 bullying because people need to be reminded <laughs> that some of the things they're doing are not good uh you know there's too much positivity for for individuals right now people are, are we, too soft now <laughs> people are too soft or, or they just don't have friends who are willing to say uh don't do that <laughs> what are you doing don't do that yeah not everyone not everyone has a a group chat or a slack where their friends just constantly cut them down and say stop doing that <laughs> bring back peer pressure 
Uh, that's yeah. what just, we need you to know, do. Light, light pressure. Just light pressure. We don't want to break anything. We just want to, mm-hmm. you know, apply some pressure. Yeah, we don't give anybody a complex. Right yeah. Yeah, we, we, we want to cause any, any issues that are going to send people to therapy. But no. it's just like, uh, yeah, I swear to God, if somebody start, if, if if I see somebody walking around in jean shorts with with that uh, with that bottom hem below their knees, uh, I, I'm going to have a problem. Because mm-hmm. uh, we can't, there's a lot of things from the 90s that we can sort of like retcon and sort of squint our eyes at and be like, yeah, that's kind of the 90s and bring it back now. But Cargo uh, that's shorts. the thing. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> they're they're at yeah. Old Navy. You can go buy them right now. <laughs> Thankfully, our local Old Navy went out of business. Uh, <laughs> there's one at the Outlet Mall, not too much further away, but uh, I haven't purchased anything from uh, from an Old Navy in a very long time. Mm-hmm. I may have to still get some things from the Old Navy. I don't know. I I think they they there there are certain stores that have pivoted into uh, it used to be like a fifty fifty like men's and women's kind of store, and it, it skews very much like ninety ten now. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. You, you shop at the Old Navy? What do you get at the Old Navy? Uh, I haven't shopped at one recently, but I've been inside of one and then turned around on the left. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say it was probably 60-40, the one I was at. Um, but it, it, it always kind of disarms me a little bit because it, it, technically it's like a, you know fast fashion. And it's like, oh, uh, the ethical stuff around making this is probably bad let's say um uh but then you're like oh this actually looks fine it looks okay like you go to target and you're just walking past the men's clothing section you're like oh that's actually a nice shirt and then you're just like wait a minute that's not a nice shirt (laughs) it's a terrible shirt uh i think you're getting older a little bit there Uh yeah the um you don't watch tv where's my sustainable um, hemp that's what i want to know sustainable hemp. well you got to grow it yourself that's the the real way to be sustainable Mm -hmm. um i might have a, a there's a I might have a second tomato soon, Dan. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stop the presses. <laughs> you want to tell the audience about your tomato? <laughs> oh, uh, I had a first tomato, um, and it, it sucked. Uh, Joe's a gardener now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's going to have a stand at the local farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Where I'll sell two tomatoes. <laughs> two tomatoes at the price of $500 a piece. <laughs> They're very bespoke artisanal um, tomatoes. Now, what are you going to do with the tomatoes? Are you going to... You're going to put them on a salad. You're going to make a little caprese, really celebrate them with some balsamic. What are you going to do? Oh, we ate one of them. Um, <laughs> it, 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 Dude, the other- tell me the two of you just sort of like sliced it up and put it on a plate between the two of you in the kitchen and just like took turns eating little slices of it. Uh, I, I, uh, that's what we did with the strawberries, uh, which were extremely <laughs> sad because they were so small. They're like tinier than my pinky. Uh, but the, uh, the, uh, the, with the, the tomato, it was like a little round, like cherry tomato. Um, and, uh, it had split twice, which apparently happens from inconsistent watering of, you know, a dry spell and then, you know, too much water and stuff. So it grows too fast on the inside and the skin splits. Um, you got to adjust your drip system. Well, there's no drip system. I, I'm the drip system. I'm the drip. <laughs> I'm the drip who waters it. Uh, but the... <laughs> I'm the drip of Knox. Anyway, so <laughs> the, the tomato, uh, I, I trimmed out the little split areas because they were unappealing, and then I cut it into quarters. You trimmed out the unappealing part? It's a visual. It's not going to change the way it tastes. I, I, I guess. I don't know. Well, the texture is going to be different because it's all dried out from being split. But uh, So I, tr- I trimmed that, and then I quartered it, and then we each had two of the quarters. Uh, so as you might imagine... That's like less than a mouthful of tomato. Uh, yeah. So it was fine. It was an unremarkable <laughs> tomato for the amount of effort that went into this tomato. 
I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. And then the second I mean, it's tomato. Not remarkable because you got some podcast content out of it. Oh yeah, it's worth every penny then. Um, but the, the, I mean, if people could say it's for my job when they buy like a uh, a fifth iPad or whatever, like you can say I, I grew a tomato for a podcast. But I don't have a. I, don't, I didn't grow it for the podcast. I don't have a gardening podcast. I don't have to tell people that like this pod, <laughs> this podcast is nominally about movies, but we you know it's it's mostly about food and uh, whatever else we feel like talking about. God forbid somebody just let this play and they're just like wonder when they're going to talk about the movie and <laughs> they didn't realize that there's no movie in this episode there's but uh, no i mean if we talk about a movie it is completely on accident mm-hmm, mm-hmm. accidental movie we didn't mean to but uh so the the other tomatoes from the other tomato plant the one that grew a bunch of green tomatoes that didn't turn mm. red they just did you fry s- sat there green oh no well movie reference yeah podcast. well also food the fried green tomatoes are delicious but these are the the like little mini plum tomatoes um it's called little napoli is the uh the specific mm. tomato variety oh are you gonna are you gonna make yourself a, a little um thin crust neapolitan pizza out of it it would be an incredibly small pizza dan um i'm well, not even sure it would be worth the effort to do that because there's only one tomato that is kind of orange right now and so it will potentially be red soon you can make your own mm-hmm. uh ricotta to put on it i saw a video about that the other day mm-hmm. i'm probably just gonna you know just cut it up in a salad just like the other one um but uh fingers crossed this one doesn't suck uh and uh the strawberry plant actually has new flowers um so there might be more strawberries in our future uh and since those were teeny tiny uh i'm not looking forward to it i think at some point i might just rip the strawberry plant out out of spite Uh, i don't really have anything else to put there but i just it, it bothers me um, well, you don't you don't have to rip it out of a spite. You could just uh, fail to water it and uh, stare it down as it withers every single day and say, enjoy your pain. Well, it's in a box with the tomatoes, so I don't want to kill the tomatoes. Uh, when you say box, do you mean like a... It's like a little a, planter box thing. Oh, so these aren't in the ground. No. No, we, I, I don't have ground that you'd want to put anything in. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it needs probably remediation or something. I don't know. It's Los Angeles. Uh, so you got you to you till your soils. What you got to do. <laughs> Dan, there's the only place there's soil on this property is underneath our deck. Um, mm. I am not going to till the soil underneath that's, our deck. That's probably why the, uh, the cats like hanging out down there. Yeah. Plus they're probably fertilizing your soil for you. <sighs> All they do is come through and leave some fleas behind. And then I walk between the house and the ADU where the office is. And I get a flea jump on me. And then it's just like, why? Why did this happen to me? I don't you think get, I deserve you get this. fleas jumping on you? Oh, yeah. Because they're either from stray cats or the occasional skunk that seems to wander through. Because mm. um, you capture them and put a flea collar on them? I'm, I'm especially interested in capturing a skunk. But what I would mainly like to do is to just not have them on the property. Mm. Um. Which you should get some of that electrical fencing that they used around the Raptors in Jurassic Park. Well, I think what I need to do is get that chicken wire and, and just put it underneath the parts where they could go underneath the deck. Because if they can't go under the deck, I think my property would be a little um, less appealing for them. Because I think that, sure, but yeah, you know what's going to be. Uh, you know, I, I I can sense just in general that you that you could use a little less frustration in your life, and I think what's going to make you more frustrated is when you spend a lot of effort putting up chicken wire and they find their way in anyway you know that could do it uh i I think that also another good thing right now is i don't have a camera in the back or a window or anything so 
I don't know what they're doing um, at night. I haven't seen yeah. any during the day. Uh, so God knows what's happening. Just a total buck and all. Uh, yeah, you back here. there's no one hurt him when it comes to yeah. scats and kunk, skunks. <laughs> Did I just say? <laughs> My God, I really need to lay down. <laughs> So Dan, uh, what what's what's uh, got you so tired? <laughs> oh, I have a child now. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, not, not only do we have a child, but uh, uh, contractors like to show up very early in the morning. Mm. Uh, so I'm familiar with that mainly from them working on the other properties around here and making an incredible amount of noise. Yeah, well, the noise. I mean, it's not so much the noise; it's just that um, <laughs> the noise is coming from inside the house. In your case. Yeah, so we we uh to 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 spare our sanity a little bit, we 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 do some shift related things. And me being the night owl, uh, and and uh, a generous partner in this relationship, I offered to take the uh the four a.m. shift uh, of feeding the child. So I usually feed him at like midnight, uh, right before bed, and then at four a.m., which is fine. But you know, it takes him at least like. 45 minutes to feed and then like burp and then get redressed and go back to bed. So like I'm going to bed at, 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 at like five and then I got to wake back up at 7 a.m. because contractors are going to come knocking on my door. Uh, so I, I usually have like a like a seven or eight hour window and I usually end up with like three and a half or four hours of sleep just because of all the things that are occurring uh, and it's not helpful. And uh, I look forward to Fridays because for some reason contractors don't work on Friday, which must be nice, I guess. Um, but uh do you think that's specific to your contractors or? Uh, I don't know. Probably. I mean, maybe it's just this company, but um, yeah, I don't know. I have gotten used to the fact that I'm going to sleep till probably nine o'clock tomorrow and it's going to be amazing. I'm going to I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have like six hours of sleep and it's going to be like, yes, this is the life. Mm, that's good. <sighs> and they don't come that's on the Friday. weekend. They don't come on the weekend. No. To no. um, be rejuvenated. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's happened one time that I think somebody came on Saturday, but they had asked to do that. But mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, it's been fairly predictable these days, and I'm glad that we are making progress on the things that are left to do. But also, I want to sleep. Uh, they 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 did the flooring through the entirety of the house last week, which was very difficult because uh, basically uh, Amanda and uh, the baby stayed locked in the bedroom the entire time, and I stayed locked in my very hot office over here. Uh, and then we just sort of snuck out back and forth for four days and then uh, they finished that and then they did my office and uh to well yesterday today what day is it? i don't know yesterday they gutted the other bathroom and today uh a plumber man uh closed himself in there and uh made some very smelly solder putting some pipes in there and uh hopefully the other bathroom will be done in a little bit and then there's only a little bit a little bit more to do in one of the other bedrooms and then the laundry room and then they can get the hell out of my house <laughs> so uh what are we looking at here for a uh, completion date? If I had to guess completion date, I'm going to say, putting it on the record here, September 10th, mm. uh, which is fine. It's very short, very short window, given that we started on March 16th. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This is not that large of a renovation either, so... No, I would say wall-to-wall carpeting and the, the knowing the scope of the work in the one bathroom uh, and yeah. the other one it's less. It's kind of surprising uh, bed, bed, it's taken so long. The bedrooms are carpeted. There's, a, there's like, a, like a plank flooring through the majority of the house, and then one bathroom... Both bathrooms are basically gutted, but only one of them had some, some wall-related things moved around and window things. The other one is just like, take the old stuff out and put new stuff in. 
because I am old and I don't like crouching down to use the sink that is at my knee height. Mm. It's a really <sighs> low sink. It's uh, it's mid thigh basically. It's mm-hmm. um, it's, it's not high, but uh, well, you know who would appreciate that sink? Mm. Cameron. I uh, no, not not so much. Um, what's he gonna do with the, your your sink? It's gonna be too tall. He's not gonna be able to see the top of the sink. You get well, a little I mean, stool. You know, yeah, kids get little stools. You know, mm-hmm. they, they have little fun characters on them or something. Maybe get a Lightning McQueen little stool to cut, get up there and wash <laughs> Shrek uh, brush foot his teeth stool. or whatever. A Shrek foot stool, exactly. Uh, eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, for now, like, you know, he's, uh, he doesn't enjoy, uh, they got, they got these little things that are like little plastic, uh, beds that, uh, you can put the kids in to, to wash them and you, they, they sort of fit under sinks or like on counters or like in a bathtub or whatever. He doesn't like that. Uh, he screams endlessly when we were trying to give him a sponge bath because he hates being cold. Uh, but to combat the cold, we have discovered that, uh, all I have to do is hold him and walk into our very big fancy new shower. And just sort of like hold him under the water. He loves that. So that's very nice that we found that out after three screaming uh, counter baths. Mm. It's just using hot water in the sponge bath not work? No, it doesn't stay hot fast enough. And you gotta oh. keep, we've got to keep all parts of his body uh, warm at all times uh, mm. or he's just going to be very unhappy. Should you get one of those like uh, the little Bunsen burner catering tray things? <laughs> It it has uh it has crossed our minds to just start putting like heating pads underneath his beds and mm. different places just mm-hmm. to try and keep him warm. Seems like a bad idea because you know uh, if you've ever had a heating pad, you know that they, they risk run of for, like, fire ten, and burning ten minutes and then yeah they turn themselves off. Yeah, uh, which nobody ever. I mean, if you ever had a heating pad, as soon as it turned itself off, you would turn it right back on because it's like that's not enough time for the heating pad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's probably best to not um not risk melting the child's bed or setting fire to. The, the crib while he's laying down in there mm-hmm. he could say it's fine and then it would be a cute mem yeah this is this is fine exactly mm-hmm. uh but also you can't put blankets on uh on newborns because they'll just uh suffocate themselves because they're stupid mm. Mm. so they just have to wear thick onesies and uh little socks mm. yeah well that's too bad it's kind of funny though to me that he's too cold in arizona uh, but... Oh, that's the fastest way to shut him up is to just walk outside with him. He'll just immediately stop crying. And then you walk back inside and the air conditioning is like, nope, screaming again. You just have uh, a little area that you could set up where uh, by the back door to your pool um, where you can just sit there inside working and you can watch him. But then you can just mm-hmm. like have his little bassinet just like right right outside the door. Like uh, like when people make the little patios for their cats or whatever, they sort of fence them with chicken wire, just a little doggy door. But just put him outside and you stay inside. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you need to do anything to your door to do that. But uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, he can hang out there with the uh, the mosquitoes and the oh, you got mosquito problems and stuff. Uh, at certain parts of the year, it's also very humid. It's uh, it rained the past, well, not it briefly rained the past couple of days, but it's also been very humid. Uh. I don't think we have mosquitoes right now, but we had cicadas uh, mm. for a few weeks. The cicadas are mostly finally dead, I think. Um, and then uh, there's other weird bugs out there right now. I don't know what's going on, but I don't. I don't go outside anymore. Why would I go outside? Yeah, outside's who has, overrated. Who has, who has time for outside? Mm-hmm. There's too much to do inside. Yeah. <sighs> too much. That's all too yeah. much. Yeah. Well. That's yeah. a, I, I listened to that book uh, about how to throw away all your shit that you don't need. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't throw away any of my shit, but uh, I should probably listen to it again because after having moved, um, 
the just decades worth of garbage out of this office. And now it was sort of reveling in this like kind of empty, it's not minimalist because it's, it's got my, my horrible aesthetic with all of my uh, art on the walls and mm-hmm. stuff and all yeah. my hard drives. Uh, but just like the ability to move around and stuff in here, it's kind of nice. Uh, and I just, I, I want, I want, uh, I want emotional freedom from my things. I want to throw them away. And I, I could probably get away with it too, because again, as previously noted, I am I am so sleep deprived that I could probably throw away a lot of things and forget that I ever owned them, because it's just I I am extremely forgetful right now. Uh, but um, you know, well, it's 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 hard. The best part of that is when you go look for it later because you forgot you threw it away. I don't do that though. Mm. Um, most of the time, I'm you just I'm forget it exists. I, yeah, I'm moving. Like I've got this. Um, Behind me, I, you've probably seen in some of the photos I've posted, I had a giant speaker system behind me with like a record player and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that that thing is sitting on a, or it was, sitting on a wooden footlocker, which belonged to my grandpa in the war, uh, <laughs> which I don't know why, I don't know why that ended up in my dad's house. It's not even his side of the family. And then ended up in my house to, to hold up my, my stereo. Inside of that is a VHS camcorder, black and white viewfinder VHS camcorder. Uh, along with a rotary phone that in high school my mom thought it would be fun to retrofit with a modern uh, phone jack and put it in my my bedroom so I could have a phone, but it was rotary and it came from my grandparents' house from like the 40s. And I was like, oh, that's inside this footlocker here. Both of those things, which mm-hmm. is great because I needed a place to store stuff and it's, you know, it's a, it's a shelf for a record player and also footlocker. I was like, I, I just all of these things. I should throw away. And on all of the instances where I've ever done that, where like the bulk trash is coming uh, for, uh, you know, to pick things up, I just put it all on the curb and it goes away. I immediately forget that I ever owned those things until I look back in photos. Uh, so I just, I need to take photos of everything. I need to put it in the trash and I need to forget about it. You know, when I'm well rested and I have the, uh, the emotional fortitude to do those things. Yeah. I mean, I was going to suggest like antiques roadshow for some of those things, but you could do that too. Just throw it out. People, People don't want uh, want my things anymore. I don't um, know. People like you know. You just got to say the war in your in your <laughs> listing. The war. This this wooden box with a, a kind of busted, rusted latch on the front of it came from the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, although to be fair, um, multiple contractors that have come through this house have asked me if I'm ready to sell the Mercedes, where <laughs> it's just just been sitting in the driveway and rotting in the sun so, for like a year. And and why didn't you take them up on this offer? Uh, I might still, um, but... just had a conversation with the guy today. He's like, I'm going to fix it up and give it to my nephew who's eight years old right now. When he graduates high school, I'm like, that's a very bad idea, my friend. But if you are willing to buy this car from me in the state that it's in, uh, perhaps that is going to be a new home for it because he sounded like he actually cared about it. But you know, it's, um, it's still, you know, it's my car. I am emotionally attached to my family car that we've had for 20 something years or whatever. But, uh, Again, it's one of those things that I could like take a bunch of pictures of and get rid of it, and then I would immediately forget, basically, that I had that car. Because uh, my other car, uh, the Miata, has been at my mom's house since March 16th. Uh, it has not been turned on. It has not been driven. I also put a fresh battery in it right before I put it up there, which is great because I'm sure it's extremely dead again. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, I don't, I, I don't think about that car more than maybe once every month. And I go, like, oh, yeah, I had that car. It's fun to drive. But also, uh, I don't. Who has the time to go for a fun drive? Yeah. Um, I, I would also say that perhaps uh, it, it's better to get rid of the cars um, while you may have emotional attachment to them now. Uh, that will not improve over time. 
um, when they just kind of like rust out and destroy. Uh, well, there's no rust here. How do you think it just gets covered in dirt? All right. Well, then they just decay from the sun and heat, uh, destroying yeah. all the rubber and plastic on them. That's um, true. Yeah. So just say, say, say you know, say goodbye um, to, to those. Do, take your photos. Do your photogrammetry reconstruction of your car. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the iPhone camera is good enough these days that I won't be I won't be sad that I like have my uh, my last memories of these things mm-hmm. uh, on like an iPhone 3G camera or something. Yeah, just um, get an Oculus Quest or, or Vive or whatever. Sit sit in your reconstructed just, car. <laughs> VR reconstructed car with the uh the the slightly mismatched trim around the aftermarket radio that I put in 15 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh I, I wish I could do that with these books. I, I I've said this every time I've had to move anything on this bookshelf, I say I'm like, all right, this is the time. I'm gonna read one of these books and then I'm gonna give it away. I'm gonna read another book and then give it away. And I'm gonna get rid of all these books because I have hundreds of them and I have no need for them. Like I've got uh I've got college textbooks in there where I'm like, well what if what if I get bored one day and I want to read about differential equations? Uh which did, is, is did, not gonna happen. No. <laughs> It, did, it happened one time, to be honest. I was like, I'm going to crack open this book and look at it because I thought it would like exhaust me and make me want to go to bed. And it just it confused me. I was like, well, no, that doesn't make sense. Hang on here. And then I just spent like an hour reading a differential equations book. And I was like, this did the exact opposite of what I intended. And I should throw this book away. Oh, Dan. <laughs> I did throw away three of my avid uh, training manuals, though, because uh, that software uh has has evolved a little bit uh, not a lot but that, that software has evolved a little bit surprisingly in the past 20 years yeah yeah and the version that that was written for no longer runs and runs on any hardware that you have so i mean the, the version that exists now is like you know if you squint it basically looks the same but mm. um yeah mm-hmm. changed it just enough <sighs> progress see but i i wish is there a is there a is there an itunes match or a apple music for for books because I just want just somebody if somebody could give me a digital copy of all of these books, I would immediately get rid of the hard copies. But I just I just want to have them. Like there's so many things that I have that I wish I could just like I'll just scan them in and then I'll get rid of all these photos. I've got boxes of photos. I just want to scan them so I have them and then I'll throw them away. Uh but that that is a that is a, a large endeavor for photos and uh it's also not a thing really for books as far as I'm aware. Unless there's a startup that's like we're going to buy and recycle books and turn them into fuel for schools in the middle east or something uh, what's that company uh legacy box or whatever uh they do photos if you just send them like a box um yeah. it costs a lot of money i think i think costco does it too or they do videotapes or something but i'm not sending i'm not sending my precious videotapes to costco especially because i can i can capture a goddamn videotape yeah uh, here's the thing i would say though um you could capture them but you haven't dan you I haven't. Have, I have captured the videotapes, but I didn't throw the videotapes away. So that's didn't really solve the problem. Okay. So but they're why... mini DV tapes. They take up very little space. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you start with the things that take up more space? That's what I'm saying. Yes. So like textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you... like the furniture. The furniture should go away and then the, the books and things. But uh, just a genuine question. You're, you want to digitize those textbooks? I want digital versions of the textbooks. I do not want to digitize these textbooks. Why? I want there to be, I want there to be a website where I can like scan a UPC code and they'll be like, you own this book. Here's a free PDF of it. But why? Okay. Why do you, do you think you're going to need the differential equations? As, no, not those ones specifically, okay. but like I, I, again, I have hundreds of books. Mm-hmm. I have so many books and I want them to go away. Uh, but I just, you know. 
I would like to be able to have them a little bit here and there. I have an idea, Dan. Hmm. Why don't you, you say take... library, aren't you? Uh, well, no, even better than that. Take a photo of the cover and the spine of the book <laughs> and then get rid of the book. And if you're ever like, wow, I really yeah. wish I had a copy of that book, you'll be able to find it again. And you'll be able to yeah. look at exactly what it looked like on the cover and you'll be able to look at up exactly that version and someone will sell it to you. Um, and if you're like, no, it's not worth $50, then it won't be worth $50 and you won't own that book again and it won't be a see, problem. This is, this is why I need to listen to, uh, see, and, and uh, I, I at least smartly with the, uh, uh, it's all too much book. Uh, I bought the audio book because I don't want another book because I don't have room to store the book. Yeah, we don't have to digitize. It's all too much. <laughs> no, I don't. Exactly. I don't, I don't have room for it's all too much. I, I can't, I, I need the digital version. I need, I, I like the audio books. I I've never give me made an audiobook. I, if I can tra- if I can trade my my hardcover book for an audiobook, no, that's harder. I don't. But uh, can you can you imagine a differential equations textbook as a damn audiobook? Yeah, that was going to be my question uh, about like <laughs> why you why. <laughs> no, that would be bad. I just want a PDF of some things. No, um, you don't need PDFs of these things. You're not you're not looking if, what, at them. Hey, what if though? I decide someday that I'm going to finally shoot my passion project on celluloid. And I don't have these little Kodak reference books about foot candles and bullshit to look back on and say, how do I expose my film properly? Uh, you'll use the internet, Dan. Well, what if I'm, uh, I was about to say far away and I don't have the internet, but it doesn't really help me unless I've synced all my PDFs uh, offline it, it on my is, Dropbox. It is more likely that you would be far away and not have access to your library. Yeah. Uh, well, and not have I mean, access you know. to the internet. That's why you put the books in your book bag and you take them to school with it. <laughs> yeah. You can just imagine you you having a book bag just full of all of these books and you're just like, well, I might need to know the, the foot candles that I need for the celluloid film one day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not saying it makes sense. No, uh, it doesn't. I'm not doesn't. saying anything I've ever said makes sense. Uh, I'm saying quite the opposite because uh, I don't really know what I'm saying. And, and m- much like the things that I throw away, I'm going to forget everything that I said on this podcast the moment I'm done saying it. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm also an only child. So my things are my things, and I want to keep my things. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, I think it's uh, it, it, there is a little bit of a uh, uh, person in a cluttered glass house throwing a, a stone situation here because I have <laughs> I have a I have quite a bit of stuff too um, that I probably and most likely don't need, but uh, I have a difficult time parting with some stuff as you do because of sentimental reasons, but. It's always easier to talk someone through the sentimental stuff that they don't need than it is to deal with your own sentimental stuff that you don't need. Yeah, um, so this is why Marie Kondo had had the show because mm-hmm. she could do it. Uh, yeah. And the thing has always been that anytime I, I try to like pare down stuff, I will get rid of half of the things. Uh, I was like, okay, this is the inessential half, and this is the half that's very important to me. And then I'll come back another, you know, three years later and I'll go, why did I keep any of this stuff? And I'll be like, well, I'll pare it down. I'll throw away half of this. I just like, it's, it's, it's nuclear radiation all the way down. It's just like half-life. I'm never going to get rid of everything. I have everything has a half-life, but none of it will decay uh, to zero ever. Unless like my house burns down and I'm like, well, I guess what's left in the cloud is all that's uh, left of my life. Well, I mean, I think the half-life thing's fine because you're not trying to achieve property zero or something like no but here's here's the thing though if i threw away half of the things inside of this house it would still be full yeah there's too much stuff in this house because of all of the merged furniture and crap that have come from the other houses of people who have gotten rid of things uh and it has ended up here yeah oh what's really bad um 
I I don't know if your mother perhaps has done this, uh, and I'm not saying anyone else's mother may might have done this, but it's the whole like, uh, here you take this. It was your grandmother's or your grandfather's or your aunt's or your uncle's or whatever. And it's just like, but I don't, I don't want that thing. Um, no yeah. one wants that thing. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, I I just received two large cardboard boxes of my baby clothes uh, that I've seen photos of. And I was like, oh look at that, that's that's me uh, wearing that outfit. Uh, so I can't throw it away. Uh, some of them are extremely incredible early eighties, like sailor suit looking shit that I'm just, I, I'm very excited to, I don't know, probably get the asbestos off of them and then like take a couple of photos with Cameron and them. But, um, some of them were some of, how do I say this? They, they looked like disused wall decorations from like, uh, an off brand Chuck E. Cheese. Like they were these like three foot tall, like molded plastic, like animals, like deer and bears and stuff. I'm like, what is this garbage? I've never seen this in my life. And she's like, well, this was in your baby room in Ohio. And I was like, holy crap. You put these horrifying things in my baby room. These are not coming to my home. I'm sorry. You can keep these here if you would like them, but uh, I am not taking them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it helps also if you're 3,500 miles away from someone who would want to give you things. Cause then you can always be like, yeah. Oh, I can't, I gotta get on a plane. Tiny suitcase. I <laughs> can't take it. Keep it, keep, it in, keep it in your attic. So it doesn't go in our yeah. attic. Yeah. Well, but then I, and so, I have, so much more would go in the garage, but it would just be destroyed. Well, yeah. Also, uh, with the garage situation, uh, I mean, you can only put a box on top of another box so many times before, um, you no longer have a storage solution. You have, um, a dump. <laughs> See, yes, but I, you know, growing up in film production, Part part of my job was to pack as many Pelican cases into the back of a Chevy Tahoe as I could humanly do because we have to go to whatever, California or Flagstaff or whatever to do a video shoot. And we, we need all of these things. So you get really good at this sort of like 3D Tetris of hard cased boxes to where there is no air between any of them and you can't see out the back window, but uh, you have all of your gear in the car. And that that's that's how I run. That's how I run the garage like there. It is. I'm not storing things in the garage. I am bringing the walls of the garage in on themselves with all of my crap because I can, I can pack it all so densely that it's, it's stashed out there, but it's not healthy. No, it's there though. But uh, is it there? You know, just like, who knows though, right? Like, cause I forget it there and half the time the cars are parked in there. So I can't open the cabinets on the, on the one side of the garage. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what's in there. I mean, I know what's in there, but I don't know what's in there. Yeah. But see, this is my point is like, what good is it to you if it's inaccessible? Well, you know, it's, and this is the thing, this is the, it's all too much thing that, uh, you know, put it in a box, put tape it up, put it in the garage. And if you don't open it for six months, throw it away or whatever. And I think, you know, after COVID we sort of said like, well, that, that might need to be a year, a year and a half, because there are just things that we just haven't done in the past two years, uh, that we might do again someday. Like, I don't know, put on a suit and go to a wedding or something. Like, I don't, I haven't done those things in, in years. So I don't want to like throw away all of my nice shoes or whatever. Like I could, and just go buy a new pair of nice shoes or something. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of things in there that have, you know, you, uh, you, you let that excuse go by. Well, I can't, I can't get, get rid of that tie because I might wear a tie again. I'm not going to wear a tie again. I'm not, even if I go to a wedding, I'm not going to wear a tie. But uh, so, so many other Whoa, you're not things. coming to, to my wedding then, buddy. Okay. I will wear a tie for your wedding because uh, I, I will be standing right next to you whether you like it or not. Mm, yes. <laughs> uh, but the, 
my my thing though that i've realized uh mainly from when i moved during covid um was that uh because i had been in my apartment from 2005 until 2020 um that the amount of stuff that had accumulated that i thought i would use again one day um especially with clothes uh had gone out of fashion um mm. and not like uh this is gonna come back around like boxy shirts kind of gone out of fashion like um what was it like steve madden like shoes and like some oh those weird little like lumpy things that kind of look like the diesel yeah, ones that it, they it, were it looks like years. it looks like your frankenstein when you wear them and it's just like why do why did i ever buy that it's awful um and i just kept it in this closet for forever because i might need those shoes one day 2006 and, was a hell of a time yeah it, it was so many bad choices uh but the the stuff that you know you you you, you keep because it's like oh, i might use that and it's like no you, you really won't but uh in terms See, of your you go past it and then you're like you know i can't throw this away this might be the last surviving zip disc on the planet like i want to be like you, you know look at me i've got 100 megabytes in this hard piece of plastic <laughs> yeah i mean as the cosmic rays slowly decay everything that's on the disc uh, i i don't know i just uh i don't care so much about the discs i'll keep the discs the because those are not as easy to replace and they don't take up much room but like well if you're going to keep the zip disc then you got to keep the zip drive too no i don't have to keep the i don't have one um i do i have two actually i have one that was an internal drive on an old hp computer and then i have an external and it has that weird sort of like see-through braided plastic usb cable that came with it dan (laughs) i have a follow-up question for you go ahead why do you need two zip drives and and, and another follow-up question before you answer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why do you need one of them to be an internal zip drive no i don't see what i think actually i kept them both because one wasn't working and i was like ah maybe i'll cobble these together at some point make them work but no it's um when i purged computers uh i take the hard drives out and put the computers out on the curb uh, and then, you know, eight months later, I remember, oh, right, I have all those hard drives in the garage, and then I go drill holes through them, and then I throw them in the trash. Um, but it's, a, again, it's a multi-stage process. How long ago did you get rid of the computer that that internal zip drive came with? <laughs> I don't know. I, know. I know that that computer was purchased probably in 2001. Remember your whole thing where you're just like, ah, oh, you just put it in a box, and if you don't open that box after so long, then blah, 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 just thing. throw that's it out. That, that's what the book says. I don't do that thing. I can't do that thing. I'm incapable of doing that thing. Yeah. Well, I have a, I have a new thought technology for you. Go ahead. What if, you know, how it, it says, like, you sort things into your little piles, right? Yeah, well, it's hard to do piles right now because it's like, uh, you know, do, do you remember that game? I don't even know what it's called, where... Uh, it's like the pyramid game where you have to move things from like the left peg to the, the right peg without putting the, the bigger uh, things on top of the smaller things. You know what I'm talking about? No. You, you, like, you have like a stack of like increasingly uh, wide like rings or whatever, and you have to move them from one peg to another without putting the big things on top of the small things. Mm, it's not ringing a bell for me. Oh, God. Uh, what is this thing called? Um, it's uh, or like the... Uh, at first, I thought you were talking about like Kerplunk or whatever it is the one you pull. No, up. this this is like uh, I yeah. mean, you know the little um, plastic. Uh, it, it has like a picture on it usually, and you have like a bunch of squares, and there's one empty square, and you can only shuffle them around, and you're trying to like rearrange oh, the image. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. that kind of a game. That that is like what my entire life is like. There's nowhere to make piles without mm-hmm. like moving them over to another like pile. Yeah. Well, but see, here's the thing: it's like just make tiny piles. Um. But anyway, the the thing is. 
when you make your little tiny piles, um, what you do is in your like maybe pile or whatever, the the one that you're just like, eh, I'm on the fence about this, uh, put that in a box and say it's maybe and write the date on it um, instead of instead of just saying like, I don't need anything that's in any of these boxes because I haven't touched them or it might be important. At least you'll know it's not important, but it's something where it's like you were on the fence about it. That all sounds very rational, but the, mm-hmm. uh, the the thing that works for me and about the only thing that works for me is that when I pick up the thing, I look at it and I go, am I ever going to do anything with this again? And if the answer is not an affirmative yes, it has to immediately go in the trash. Which is why like, you have the zip drive. So. Well, it's it's not in my hand right now. <laughs> I, 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 I hedged I hedged long enough. Where Where is I, it? I set it down. So it's in the garage. Okay. I was going to ask if it was in your office right now, I'd just be like, just pick it up and no, put see, it in the, the trash the, can. The, the thing about what's in my gar- in my office here is that the closet shelf has all of the boxes of the various technology things that I've purchased. Well, most of them. Uh, and they just stacked up. And it, it is legitimately packed from the shelf to the ceiling, like little tiny Tetris. Like every little piece is tucked in there. I wish I could take a picture of it right now from where I'm sitting with the closet doors blocking it. But it's just like I have too many sets of keycaps and like i uh airpod pro boxes or whatever just tucked in there uh that i just can't i can't get rid of yeah my uh, my, I, my real achilles heel is uh product boxes yeah um, oh yeah absolutely oh yeah I, and and listeners i don't know if you are um similarly similarly afflicted by this but um uh you get the box the thing came in and you just put together everything all the packing materials all the like warranty card that you'll never fill out uh the the instructions the ones that are also in other languages that you don't read um and you put them all back inside the box and you close it very uh nicely and then you put that in your closet next to other boxes that you have kept um because you never know when you're gonna have to pack it back up inside of that same box again um or consult the materials even though every single manual is online and easily accessible just by typing or, in the manufacturer's the name like the the product box is part of the product like it's part of the experience now yeah. like what if i want to sell it and now i can sell it with the box <laughs> or you want to just put it back in the box to like recreate that experience like here's how sick i am well uh, uh, mm. <laughs> I, I i purchased i purchased this new laptop which it's currently sitting on top of the box but you know how apple does the very nice thing where they wind the charging cable around that little like piece of cardboard that like folds in on itself as like tabs that hold it in but you just yeah. pop it out mm-hmm. I, I i put i reassembled the cardboard as the little circle and put it back in its little hole <sighs> which i'm never gonna wind the cable around the cardboard again but it's like it's a relic you can look back and go like god look how good apple's packaging was back then and look how they gave us the cable on this thing <laughs> it's 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 a little cardboard spool that connects to itself dan you're a very sick man <laughs> Sometimes I'll even put the cellophane back in there. I think the uh, the little piece of paper that they put between the keyboard and the screen, I think I slid that back in the box and closed it. It's like, well, I don't. Yeah, that you got to keep because also some of this is like, I'll, I'll keep those things initially because I'll be like, well, if this breaks tomorrow, oh, I need sure. to return it and I want to so, return that's it. That's how it starts. It's a yeah. slippery slope. You go like, I got to keep, I'm going to keep it for a month or two so we can make sure that the product isn't, you know, faulty. Like, this this giant uh, air purifier, like if it dies within the first thirty days, I'm going to put it back in this box and send it back to them. But after a month or two, I can throw the box away. But like for products where the box is very nice, so the product is very nice, it's like that that two months extends out. It's like well, next year, I'll put it back in there. <sighs> it's hard being a person. Yeah, it's like it's also hard to find the time 
to, to sit down with your demons long enough to really like wrestle this out and be like, okay, I've worked myself up into a, a mode where I'm okay with throwing things out. And it's like, well, now it's uh, 4.45 on a Saturday and you need to go get dinner and you probably want to go like do a thing and then uh, go to bed and stuff. And it's like, well, we'll readdress this tomorrow. And it's like, no, we won't. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe next week. I find from personal experience that the uh, biggest motivating factor in getting rid of things is to move. Um, so after you finish with remodeling the house, uh, September 10th, uh, put the house on the market, September 11th, which is God. a good day for that, I guess. Um, and then you go, uh, look at something with an extremely high interest rate and you move everything you have there. Uh, and you initially start going through all of your stuff. And then towards the end, you just panic and you put everything into boxes that aren't labeled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then that all goes to the new place. And then you have a smaller number of unlabeled unsorted boxes. Um, but they're more disorganized than what you currently have. Uh, but then you have only the essential items that you really need that have come along for the ride el- everywhere else. <sighs> yes. I, mm-hmm. yes. So, so much of my life has lived that way. Like on March 16th, we put, four fifths of our clothes in like on a, on a rolling rack covered with like a protective tarp thing into the garage so that we only had the minimal amount of clothes that we could to put in the smaller closet when we were living in the baby's room. Uh, and surprise, surprise, all of those clothes are still in there and we have not needed them <laughs> since March. Uh, and there's like some Rubbermaid tubs, like uh, it, the, the message is very clear that I could live with the like two or three pairs of pants I have and all of the white black t-shirts that I have hanging on, on a, on the little hook in there. But, um, I, I'm not going to throw, I'm not going to throw away all those other clothes because I can't. Well, I mean, you don't necessarily have to throw them away. You just take them to the goodwill. Well, donate them, whatever. You have to go. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the disdain I get from all of the, you know, uh, late teen people who work at uh, goodwill is almost enough to make me just want to throw away everything. But, well, it's just the thought that it's going to a good home, or yeah, I'll, the, the the someone's Halloween is, costume. Yeah, they 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 roll out those big sort of like uh, they look like um like hotel laundry bins mm-hmm. to, to put all your stuff in. Yeah, uh, and we we donated so many housewares things like when we got rid of my dad's house, my mom stuff. So, uh, that they just they throw it in there. Like, oh yeah, I I remember he threw like a lamp on top of a uh, a painting and it like knocked the painting out of the frame and he didn't even flinch. He just kept piling stuff on top of it. I'm like, wow. Like, this is stuff that, you know, 20 minutes ago, like, meant something to me on a little bit of a personal level, and now it is just, like, battered, and it's your problem, and I have a piece of paper that I can submit with my taxes. Yeah, well, what really kind of annoys me about that, I don't know if it's a memo that they send out globally to all Goodwill employees, um, but they all just throw them in those bins, Uh, and it's just like, I have this... When I was moving out of the apartment, I was like, I have this working toaster oven that's in good condition, um, but... Uh, I'm going to give it to you guys and you'll find it a new home and someone will use this toaster oven. And uh, they just kind of like chucked it in there. I didn't hear the sound of glass breaking, but the door on it is glass. So tempered glass. Uh, I don't know if it will sit, if it sat in there for any period of time successfully before it was crushed uh, by the next item that was thrown on top of it. Um, But uh, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I I don't know if just all of this is going to wind up in the garbage now because of how it was handled. (laughs) And, you know, speaking of uh, quoting other podcasts, either it be a t-shirt or whatever, like 
you know, I'm a deeply broken person. So I have these little like, you know, lines bouncing around in my head for years at a time. And I don't even remember what the original context is, but I, 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 I do hear in my head from day to day, John Syracuse is saying things need to leave my home. And that's just like what I repeat to myself. And it's just like, st- like stuff needs to go away. And I don't really care where some of that stuff goes right now as it needs to go away. And if the closest thing is a trash can and it's not like I'm I'm not like throwing a Fabergé egg into the trash can to be destroyed for all time. Uh, it's just like it needs to go away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you're not supposed to throw away glass. No. Uh, well, you, I mean, inside of a inside of a thick enough bag. I mean, what are you supposed to do with the glass? Keep I don't it? know. But like, I think it's like uh, at least with the bulk trash stuff, they're like, you know, do not put any glass in here. It's like, well, what am I supposed to do with glass? Oh, well, with bulk trash, you don't do that. It's for your trash bin. You can put the glass in. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh, th- there's, you know, that thing written on the top that's been obscured with years of dust and sun that says, like, all the things you're not allowed to put in your trash. But uh, nobody ever pays attention to that. Well, I mean, obviously, you're putting drilled hard drives in your trash, which is definitely not allowed. Uh, you know, you don't know where I put those. You, and maybe I called the hazmat. Uh, I called the hazmat to disposable people. Mm. Remember that? Remember the time you uh, melted your trash can? I do remember that. Yes. <laughs> uh, see, I didn't set the house on fire, but like you know, that's you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that to the crib with the the heating pad. Is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Well, um, I, well so whoever buys a heating pad, like I'm, I, I'm pretty sure the heating pad I have belonged to my grandmother. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the electrics stuff inside of that is probably just as good as a modern one that you would buy yeah you ever go mm-hmm. you ever go grab like an extension cord because you need to like plug a lamp in a little bit further away than where it used to be and it's just that like thin brown non-grounded cable and you're like hmm <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah um i've i've uh removed some of those items from my life or the extremely old surge protectors where it's like i don't remember it being this tan um in color when i bought it but it seems to have arrived at that value um just over like the plastic falling apart i guess uh which is probably an indication that it doesn't need to be here anymore uh and it probably is not a very good surge protector yeah i think the other thing which again um i'm ruining the world through both uh waste and capitalism but um you know, my contribution to the child is primarily buying things because uh, I'm unable to produce uh, food for the child generally. So um, I've gotten very accustomed to pushing the buy button for things on Amazon as my contribution to keeping the child alive. And as a result, like if something is kind of broken or screwed up, you just buy a new thing and throw the old thing away. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I, I took a, up a project to uh, improve my life uh, recently by buying internet connected uh, mm. thermometers uh <laughs> and that hasn't hasn't really panned out uh as i expected i did keep the boxes though they're pristine um but i did mm. throw away the decals that were on them sorry oh, see see stickers uh that was another thing that i would hoard for years and years and never have any place for them and i finally found a place for my stickers uh it's on the outside of the wooden box where i store my used field notes notebooks uh, well see i i, I felt kind of bad um because we're incomparable members and stuff and i get the you know can fill out the thing and you get the stuff in the mail you can get free shirts and stuff and i'm just like i don't want the stickers and things uh anymore because i don't put stickers on stuff but then i feel bad about throwing out the stickers and so then i just have a pile of stickers uh so many stickers i have stickers from middle school 
Oh, well, that's a little extreme, Dan. You're not going to put those I in have stickers either. for a radio station that went out of business in 2000. Do you have why do you have sentimental attachment to that radio station? Was it a good radio station, or you just happened to be like at the gas station where they were handing them out? No, no, it was a good radio station. I I got I met the DJ. Uh, he was at the pool of a hotel for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, they they were doing a promotion, and I got some some bumper stickers that I never put on a bumper because I was like fourteen. But uh, yeah, I got I got I got I got lots of good stickers. Can't get rid of those stickers. Can't stick it on anything either because then it's it's there. (laughs) Yeah, that's another problem. Like I, I, and I know that a lot of people have different feelings about this, obviously, because they cover everything they own in stickers. But uh, I, I don't like the idea of my sticker being permanently attached to something. No, if you're going to put a sticker yeah. on something, it should be all of your stickers should be on the same thing, and that thing should be portable to take with you. Yeah, this should be a scrapbook that's just your stickers. <laughs> you're gonna have like a photo album, and uh, someone's gonna come by and be like, "Oh, are these photos of your family?" Like, no, no, these are the stickers I've collected over the. Several decades of my life. This is the section on my uh, uh, radio stations that I've listened to before. These are bumper stickers, which I would never apply to a car ever under any circumstances, but I can't throw away. Here's the like one inch <laughs> long fuzzy stickers from the early 90s. Mm. Here's the the smelly, shiny stickers that had that sort of not lenticular, but had that sort of like uh, faceted kind of like geo look to them uh, from the mid 90s. Do you remember that material? Where like everything was like sort of like reflective, with, like little triangles. Uh, it was just sort of like shine in the sun, but it was like not, it was not lenticular. I don't even know how to describe what I'm talking about. I just remember the one that looked glittery, and then I remember the one that was like puffy, um, especially. Oh, puffy stickers were yeah. incredible. Yeah. God, I loved stickers as a kid, and I would never stick them on anything. No, you know, because then then they're stuck. Yeah, <laughs> you can't did do you that. Any, uh, did you ever have any fuzzy stickers? Uh, I'm sure I did. I don't recall any off the top of my head i i, I think why, i was why, why do we have so many stickers where were we getting these stickers as children i don't people would just give them the kids to shut them up um oh they're so oh my god i am mm-hmm. i am having uh deep flashbacks looking at these fuzzy stickers oh my god they're all little animals i'm sorry you took out stickers while we were talking no, 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 i just googled fuzzy stickers and i was like oh all of these things <laughs> it's like it's just this image of you like you just reached your scrapbook full of stickers <laughs> i just leaned over to the right from where i was sitting and i slid a sheet of fuzzy stickers out from underneath my product boxes from my airport express from 2013 yeah uh no uh yeah how many old routers fuzzy, do you have? Make fuzzy stickers. Uh, I I still have my my Airport Extreme, which I don't think officially died when I replaced it with the Eros. And I have a Netgear thing that my ISP gave me when I signed up, and I never installed it. But I was like, it was a brand new Netgear. I'm not going to get rid of this. Uh, so that's just been in the garage. Yeah, I have the Netgear from my apartment, and I have the. I think we still have the TP Link one that Jason had from his apartment, um, and it was just like when we moved here, it was just obvious that neither one of those was going to cover the entire property. Cause uh, again, to your earlier conversation about um, where they install things uh, and they decided that they would install it in the master bedroom at the front of the house. Uh, so you can't like, if you were to draw a circle from the master bedroom to the, <laughs> to the back of the property, uh, you need a very big circle. So instead we have a, uh, uh, mesh network um so we're blanketing i guess less of the neighbors in whatever radio waves that we have from that um mm. but the uh the the mesh network that we have has obsoleted the other things but it's just like uh, but it was 
okay. I hated it a lot and it kept flaking out, but it was, it still works. Like what if, what if the mesh network dies suddenly? I'll, I'll just exactly. use this router. And yeah. yet though, I had to basically just take a knife to this cat five cable when we were doing the reno stuff here. Uh, and I'm like, well, I really like having my iMac hardwired for the internet speeds, but I guess I'll just put the Eero in, you know, wh- where the terrible, terribly placed port is in the other bedroom for now. I just run everything on Wi-Fi, and it's extremely fine. Like it makes no difference at the moment. Uh, I'll re-run the cable so I can be wired again. But like, I we're just doomed to keep these routers until like we look back at them and we're like, this technology is 15 years old and everything is so much faster now. But you got to catch it in that window. Mm-hmm. Where it's so old that it's not useful to you, but it's not it's not too old so that it's nostalgic again. Yeah. Well, also it just has to break. Um, that seems to solve a lot of problems. Well, if it's broken, like you know, in thirty more years, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna pull out this Airport Extreme and be like, remember when Apple made routers? This is the last router Apple ever made. How can I get rid of this? This is the last time they made a Wi-Fi router. Son, come over here. Uh, bring your friends. I gather around, children. <laughs> and you know what you're gonna do? It's not useful as a router. But you could use it to like prop up whatever version of a CD player kids are using back then because it's, you know, it's flat and it's tall. And and, and the Airport Express is going to be my kid's World War II footlocker. <laughs> <laughs> this is the cycle of mental illness that I'm going to pass on. Yeah. Well, you can just always put the, the router in the footlocker uh, when you hand it down like, to him. I've got a sealed can of tennis balls from the 90s. Well, it used to be on this bookshelf, but now it's in a box out there because it's like autographed by somebody or it was like the first run of the this, the new company that my dad was working at or whatever. It's like, I don't give a shit about whoever signed. I can't even read the autograph. <sighs> but, you know, you put it on the bookshelf or like it holds something up or whatever. Like you, you, you incorporate it into a, like a like a visual thing. Like it's not useful as a tennis ball anymore, but now it is like, look at this. It's tennis balls from the 90s. It's cool looking. It's like. You, you got to catch it between that window where it's no longer useful and it is no, it is not yet visually appealing and you can throw it away. Well, you know, they also say that with style, uh, 10 years ago is bad. 20 years ago is awful, but 30 years ago, things start to come back around. So you just need to hold on to it for a couple more decades and then you'll really have it. No, I don't, I don't want the things to come back around though. I need to get rid of them before they come back around. Well, just, Wait till Cameron's older, give him all the stuff, and tell him it's his problem. Yeah. I mean, if I knew where my mini disc player is right now, I bet he would love it. I'm sorry. He can listen to the Fight Club soundtrack on mini disc. Dan, Dan, Dan. What? What else do you put on a mini disc? Why, why do you, why do you, why do you still have the mini disc player, Dan? I don't know. I, I got it in high school and it's in a box somewhere. Okay. At this point, Minidisc is like having a Betamax like tape deck or whatever. You go like, look at this thing that they tried. How stupid was this? Yeah, but it, um, it doesn't. We were a previous conversation about capacity and storage in in your in your life and stuff. Yeah. Well, I also have my Rio five hundred MP three player with sixty four megabytes of storage inside of it, and it still has. You you put a single AA battery in it. It's still got this like. Uh, the little memory stick in there that's honestly like half the size of an iPhone and it, it holds like 10 songs and it's still got songs on it and it plays. Okay. Sounds like shit, but it works. <laughs> you give that to, to Cam? 
No, but it's like it's gonna go on the shelf next to my pager, and people are gonna be like, "What the hell?" Like he's gonna be like, "How do you how do you, how did you call people on this primitive phone?" I'll be like, "Well, young man, people would send me up to eight characters uh, on a nine-digit phone pad, and I would have to either recognize the code or it would be a phone number, and I would find a pay phone attached to the ground and call them back." Oh my god. <laughs> Dan, we always joke about you being the mayor of things that used to be other things. <laughs> yes, it's not a joke. I still have Nokia candy bar telephones. Just in case you get a call from 1998? In case I want to turn it on and look at the text messages my wife sent me in 2002. At this I'm point? I'm not even kidding you. They're on there. At this point, you could have transcribed them off of there. That's not the point. Though. They're on the phone. There are T9 text messages from the 17-year-old version of my wife on there. Okay. Which is absurd. I can play Snake and I can look at like a an LOL. Well, we didn't even LOL back then or something. Mm. It was like smiley faces. Yeah. Well, it was emoticons. Yeah. Yeah. Colon, hyphen, close parenthesis. Mm-hmm. Remember when people would use the exclamation marks so you would have the longer eyes uh, instead of the colons? I don't. Oh, you never did that? I don't know that I did. I was very basic with my emoticons. Oh, that's hard to believe. (sighs) God. All right. Well, on this note of, I don't know. know, It's it's like therapy. We haven't really solved any of the mental illness, but at least we've we've talked about it out loud. Mm -hmm. We're we're addressing it so it's no longer a hidden specter. Yeah. The first step in uh, solving the problem is acknowledging that there, there is a problem. Yeah. Except, you know, mm-hmm. sort of reveling in it in a podcast form doesn't really do the same thing, I don't think. No, uh, but uh, Dan, I'm going to give you some homework for next time. Ugh. And you have to tell the listeners, uh, you will have <laughs> to get rid of one of your zip drives. I don't care oh, which one. <laughs> you can't I, see, have both of them. The problem is I can't because they are in a box in the cabinet in the garage, which is blocked in by... Uh, oh, so much furniture <laughs> by by your storage system. Uh, of yeah, just our, piling our, everything our, in. Our garage since March sixteenth has been the mm-hmm. uh, has been another room of our house. There's like I, no no car can go in there. And right now there's like a two foot wide path that you can walk from the house out the garage if you feel like it. But other than that, it is full of stuff. Okay, September tenth. <sighs> September tenth. I will throw away one of my zip drives. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you. Like like and t- subscribe. Follow my Patreon for <laughs> updates. Turn on uh, the notification bell uh, so you can get updates. Yes. Subscribe and make sure you hit that bell so you're notified when I post the photo, the, the video clip of me throwing my zip drives in the trash. Yeah, the YouTube thumbnail of Dan Wait, so throwing his I, zip drives in the trash. Away the discs or just the drive? Uh, you can keep the discs. Okay. Discs but, have you know, data. half the fun of the disc is putting it into the zip drive and hearing that loud clunk sound it makes. But if you remember need that like shiny honeycomb on the backside of the disc that did something optically, I have no idea what. I, I know, but Dan, what I'm what? saying is, you have to throw away one of them. There's two. You have to throw yeah, away I don't one. Think either of them work, which doesn't really help. My well, case. then you throw away both of them, and if you mm. really want to hear the clunk, clunk, whatever, then you buy one. Can't buy a zip drive anymore. What am I going to spend three hundred dollars buying one off eBay? I'm sure they less than that. I mean, the world was rife with zip drives at one point um, mm. because it was the 
fastest way to get a, a bunch of files from one place to another inside of a 10 foot uh, room. Um, so, you know, just look for it. If it really matters, then you can buy one. But having two inoperable zip drives yeah. is not solving anything for you. Yeah, which just reminds me, um, I think it was like two weeks ago when we were just like, we would just put on whatever was on TV, not not in the way that we normally used to, but just in the like fog of feeding a child. Um, the, it, whatever channel it was ran the episode of Sex and the City where she uh, her, her Mac crashes. And then at the end, she she basically ends up with a zip drive for backing up because she, she never backed up any of her work. Ah, uh, it's a funny episode to watch. Uh, the, one of the guys from the uh, the Daily Show plays the the IT guy who tells her that her Mac is ruined. Mm. Not really though. If your motherboard goes bad, just pull the hard drive out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's TV writing. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. We we don't cover TV writing in this podcast. We cover movies. Because we're better than everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm especially better than everyone because I have two zip drives, which I will throw away on September 10th. Anyway. Sm- uh, smash that bell, fam. Yeah, smash that bell, fam. 